0: Bam, we're live. Where's everybody? Damn, Twitter's still not working? An error occurred on Twitter, this is usually temporary, wait a moment and then try again. What? This happens at the beginning of every show now. I'm going to, I'm not trying, I'm I'm removing you. Remove. Does, uh... (laughs) I know, Travis, I wonder if he is going to be in the bathroom again. I hope he is. Hey, um, I wonder if if Joe Rogan's uh, that that platform that Joe Rogan's pushing, uh getter is going to have if you're gonna be able to build a live feed on it. That would be awesome. Let me see. I sent uh I sent Nikki a am I allowed to call him Nikki? I sent Nikki a link. Uh it says 13 I sent it to him 13 minutes ago. Um got a text from my mom. Oh, I'm going to the nursery with my mom today. That's cool. I'm going to get chicken poop at the nursery today and uh lawn fertilizer. It's, it's been raining in California for like, it uh, feels like weeks, weeks and weeks and weeks, which is cool. And uh, they tell us we need the rain. And um, so that's great. But I, but I feel like I should be like opening up bags of chicken manure and throwing it under trees so that rain can start making that tea and push those nutrients down to the roots. I think that's how it works. Same with the lawn fertilizer. What should I put on my lawn? Does anyone know? Good morning. Good morning, Ashley. I, um, I don't think there's a mat this morning. It's just, it's just me. 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 Dang, Ashley, you look strong. That looks, uh I don't know. What is that? 165 on the bar and you're in the snatch grip. More. More than 165? I apologize if it's an insult. We have Nikki Rodriguez on the show today for the second time, or at least I'm claiming he's going to be on the show. Uh, Nikki is – his claim to fame is hard work and showing up on the uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu scene a couple years ago and just uh, handling his business and making a name for himself. A young guy, I want to say twenty-four, twenty-five years old. Let me see if I can show you some pictures of Mr. Nikki before he shows up. Oh, nope. You don't even you don't, I don't even have to show you pictures of Nikki. What's is up, guys? Live from the bathroom. Uh oh. Yes, yes.
1: Best, best acoustics in Austin right now.
0: What's up, dude?
1: What's happening, guys? Good morning.
0: You're here, you're back.
1: Mm-hmm. Back again, what's going on? I've been courting
0: you since the last time you left the show.
1: Yeah, uh, how's this look? Looks fine,
0: dude. You always look good, all right. All right. Thank you, and you sound good too. All right, good to hear. Good to hear. Let's not uh mess around, let's just dig right in. Okay. okay, guys, I want to show you something. I know you guys have all started following Nikki, right? Is it okay to call you Nikki?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's cool.
0: Uh, since, um, since he's been on the show last, I know you guys have been following him like crazy. Uh, Oh, Nikki, you didn't put in your, uh, Instagram, right? Hold on. Let me fix this. Hold on. Hold on. Is it, tell me what it is. I'm going to, I'm going to fix it on here. Nikki rod two four seven at Nikki rod two four seven. No underscores or anything. Nope. No, sir. Bam. There it is. So this is how big Nikki is. This is another grown man in his, uh, B team, uh, studio and uh, Nikki accident, what it looks like to me, I don't know shit, accidentally picks him up.
1: No, I was on purpose. Oh, okay. Sure, just a little <laughs> guy, a little guy shooting on me.
0: By by, act okay. Uh, by accidentally, he did the right thing by set him down to let him fight another day, <laughs> <laughs> instead of throw him against the uh, wall. So why is that important to show you this? I'm going to show you guys now. Okay, hold on. It's important to show you this because I want to show you this guy that Nikki went up against on December thirtieth. This guy's name is Steve Maori. I think I'm pronouncing it right. This guy is ten and O as a professional fighter, and he's six foot eight. And I want to say he what, what what did he weigh in at two thirty eight? Or no, did no, two thirty eight.
1: I, I was like two thirty something. I think think it was like uh two fifty, 250, two fifty five, something like that.
0: Um, so are, are, is this pretty tense right here? This. Scene? Uh,
1: no, 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 maybe, maybe for him. When, when we had face-offs, people like to look me in the eye and I never really look people in the eye because I feel like it makes it personal. I just look at their eyebrows because it's just like another, they're just a thing in front of me, you know, it's not really a, like a, just a job to do, you know, I, I don't really try to intimidate people or anything because I feel like those are just like kind of, Tactics to scare people. Um, try to let my skills do the talking.
0: Is he is there a weight limit for this match?
1: Yeah, two fifty five is a weight limit. But normally I compete with no weight limit. Um you know I've had guys three hundred, three sixty, three eighty.
0: 380 uh, any anyone this uh, tall? Um
1: I have had I've had uh one guy six seven before, so this guy was like an inch taller um but i've had training partners that are six eight six nine so you know I, i'm i'm adapted to that kind of uh style and that body that body type
0: okay and and, and, and when they offer you this fight um it, what is fury what is, is fury three been around a long time what is fury
1: um fury is uh pretty much brand new to the grappling scene it's uh something that's associated with ufc fight pass and we i think the ufc fight pass kind of uh Um, UFC in general kind of understands that grappling is the next like the next sport to blow up. So I think they're trying to invest in it because it's a way to help their help their fighters gain popularity before they even step into the UFC cage.
0: And is that why they're getting people like uh, that? I'm seeing people like Phil Rowe and Cerrone and stuff like that do that. Are are they paying those guys to do that or those guys are interested in it to test their skills or what's going on with the crossover? Yeah, I would think those guys would be scared they would hurt themselves. Like, why would this guy who's 10 and O go against you and risk getting like something bro- broken off?
1: Well, I think the money's good. I think a lot of these guys uh fight for, you know, maybe like five, $15,000 and they probably make, you know, like this guy probably made five or six K just to do a grappling match. He's like, uh, um, it's not even close to the same risk and he's getting, you know, maybe half of his pay. So it's not, it's not a bad gig, you know, free trip to Philly. So get some good food and some good rolls in and it's, uh, I think it's a healthy way for these these fighters to to keep making uh, to keep getting paid, you know, in between fights and not take too much risk. Like, you know, grapplers get hurt here and there, but it's not not nearly the risk that the, the fighters take. So, I think it's kind of a kind of a solid compromise that these, that these guys make.
0: When when they reach out to you. I'm assuming someone someone calls you from Fury and they say, "Hey, we have a match. Do you even like need to know who it is? Like, when do you say yes?"
1: Oh, uh, as long as the money's right, I say yes.
0: There's no one out there you won't go against.
1: No, I mean, uh, you know, that's I, your weight class. Yeah, it's my weight class. I mean, I mean, bigger or smaller. I don't I don't like to go. I don't like to call out like smaller guys just because it looks looks bad on me. But honestly, the smaller guys are the usually the the tougher matches because they're better endurance. They're forced to use better technique. So like a bigger guy, like somebody that's six eight, you know, he's going to just be a lot slower. Uh, yeah, he'll be you know pretty strong, but you know we'll wear him down early, and then they you will know, put it on him later on in the match.
0: He he wasn't goofy.
1: No, no guy. He was a solid athlete. He was you know big, strong, and and you know he knew he knows how to move his body. So I knew he was going to be you know definite, definitely definitely not just a pushover.
0: Yeah and and you see a lot of big guys like that in the UFC and you're like man it, it seems like they're almost desperate for big guys because they are goofy.
1: Yeah yeah for sure they they got a few a few serious uh heavyweight athletes but um they also have some some that probably shouldn't be there.
0: Um any any intimidation what, did you say in some probably shouldn't be there?
1: Uh I mean some some heavyweights uh you know I think in, I think in every weight class you have a few a few people that are just uh just kind of there to take some losses you know and help help produce other fighters
0: <laughs> ouch um, uh, so look at this guy this is the guy um you, you can go to flow grappling you can get UFC fight pass I, I re-upped I'm a huge UFC fan but I kind of a dropped fight pass and I re-up my fight pass just to watch um, Nikki fight um look at this guy he went up against this guy's the real deal man this guy is the real deal. Twenty nine years old, 6, 8, 8, 10 and 0. That's that's not uh, that's not easy, and that's not easy in that division because people go to sleep like in a moment's notice in that division.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's good way for like like grapplers like me to make you know connections with these fighters because long term I'd really like to produce some some UFC champs. So you know, uh. for, for other fighters, especially heavyweights, to kind of feel what I, what I'm capable of and say, like, okay, if I can, you know, develop these skills for, from a guy like Nikki, then, you know, it'll make my time in the cage a lot easier. So it's good, definitely a good, it was a good match, and it was a good display of, you know, my capabilities.
0: I want to tell you guys also one thing about this Fury thing. So I, I'm i going to be completely honest with you. I am more of a, I'm definitely a UFC fan. had a lot of fighters on the show. I am more of a Nikki Rodriguez fan, uh, probably because my kids do jujitsu. jitsu than I am a jiu-jitsu fan. But this Fury thing, these this is a great show. It's like match after match after match. They had Paul Felder commentating. Mm-hmm. He's like one of my favorite. He's cool as shit. He's calling it like it is. And and when you were there, did it seem like it was a well run event? Like the just the matches were just folding out. Just yeah, one yeah. After
1: it, it seemed like uh, all the matches were well set up. Like there was a lot of uh, there wasn't too many more matches. You know, everything was high intensity. I feel like when you have fighters going against fighters. And fighters are going against grapplers. There's like a, uh, they're out to, I don't know, I feel like fighters just kind of push the pace a little bit more. You know, they're accustomed to the faster pace, the trying harder. So you don't have these two guys sitting down trying to sub each other. It's constant like clashing of the Titans. So it made it really fun to watch. And then, yeah, you have uh, guys commentating like Paul Fielder and guys like CM Punk, you know, on the mic as well. So it was really, really good. And I think it's, uh, I think uh, events like this really helped to grow the sports popularity.
0: And 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 um, when when I'm gonna show you guys the match, I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I don't care. This is a slow motion version, and we can ask Nikki what's going on here. But um, uh, when this is going on too, if no one submits anyone right away, the judges, you guys just walk right out there, and the judges just tells you who's the winner, which is also super cool, right? There's no like, there's no fucking around.
1: Yeah, no, there's a judge's decision if there's no submission.
0: And those and they put their hand up. Is their hand? Like who they choose, they have, they have the wrist, the judges have the wristband on their arm. I was having trouble figuring that out. How does that work? Like the judges like raise their hand and then somehow the guy in the middle knows who won. How's that work?
1: Yeah. I think it's like best two out of three. So like there'll be three judges. Um, they either raise the, the green hand or, or the, or the red hand.
0: And uh, you know, whoever's got two, um, they win. And the judges don't sit by each other. They're on, they're on like, they're around the, the mat yeah, right
1: yeah i think they're on the corners or, or on a separate table by themselves
0: and um it, it, it oh, i was gonna say a few times in almost every match there's this fear that some dude's gonna get tossed off the mat especially when you went with this giant dude
1: yeah there's uh yeah there's definitely a mat space issue like in most competitions there you just it's hard to get enough mat space full grappling definitely has uh probably the most substantial amount of mat space I talked to the guys at Fury that I think they're going to do um they're going to try to, you know, spread it out a little bit more just cuz big guys like the heavyweights you know one or two movements and we're we're pretty much off the mat. So, yeah, we definitely need a, a lot more mat space to the, than the average grapplers if you're a heavyweight.
0: There was definitely some professional courtesy going on between you two that was the only thing that stopped one of you from getting tossed out into the crowd.
1: Uh yeah, yeah, I mean yeah, it happens. I mean, you got to be aware of, of the Matt's face, you know, just the same way this guy is, you know, I'm sure he's aware of where he's at in the cage. You know, we got to have an understanding of foot
0: placement and whatnot. Okay, here we go. Check this out, guys. Uh, so, so, so th- this is like something they just teach right here. I don't know what this is called, but I see them teaching my kids this from day one. They've been in jujitsu three years. This move you do here. What is this where you pull the guy down on his face?
1: Yeah, this shit's considered a, uh, a snap down. And I set it up early on all in the match with some hand fighting, wearing him out, wearing him out a bit. Uh, so the type of hand fighting I did was enticing him to put more forward pressure towards me. And as soon as I felt that pressure, his weight was on his toes. I was able to snap him down and then immediately go for the body lock and then start passing guard and, and switch to the back when possible.
0: Hey, um, I this is going to sound kind of mean. I see my 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 little boy who's fifty pounds does this move to the fat kids.
1: Yeah, that's good. Usually, usually the fat kids will try to like run at you and squish you. So this is definitely definitely the move that you want.
0: And it seems like they're just kind of off, like that, like their center of gravity's off. Fat people.
1: Uh, yeah. I mean, unless they're all, all on all fours. Uh, yeah. Center. If you're a little thicker, it's uh, kind of easier to snap you down. Like I had a match with a guy like Orlando Sanchez. He was like, I don't know, 360, 380 pounds when we competed. And I was able to snap him down to the mat, um, you know, fairly easily just because whenever he did try to rush in towards me, he just has so much momentum. It's hard
0: for him to stop a snap. And they got that gut like hanging over in the front. It's like holding like a weight in the front.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of helping your, uh, your snap down.
0: Yeah, it's like, hey, you want to find it? And then this is just all rudimentary shit you're using on him, right? This is just like neon belly.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I body lock pass. Uh, you know, I I uh, I'll have my body lock passing DVD coming out soon. And I switch to the knee on belly. He goes, uh, he goes to the side trying to gain height on the elbow. I switch to the back, and then once I got to the back, I was able to win the hand fight there and secure my rear naked choke over the face
0: um say that again you have what coming out soon a dvd on what
1: yeah body lock passing dvd it'll be uh helping people to acquire the body lock and complete the body lock from different different positions typically it'll be from a double butterfly where you have a body lock right in front of your opponent but they have two two kind of shallow hooks on the inside of your thighs we'll also be practicing uh passing body lock passing from half guard which is really important because if you fail the initial body lock pass, a lot of guys like to pull half guard while you had while you still have your hands locked. So it's a good def- definitely need to know how to do both.
0: What should he have done here? Should he have just pushed your knee off of you with that with that left hand of his? Uh, he couldn't
1: because I'm pinching his his uh, his hand with my elbow. So right here, I'm really just uh, waiting for him to like spaz a little bit. Usually, when I, I put guys down in this position. They'll wait a couple seconds. i they going try to, like, explode a little bit. So I'm just really uh, waiting him for, for try, to try to hip up as he does right here. Um And as he hips up, I try to slide that knee and, uh, across the belly and get him out. And, um, yeah, I mean, he didn't do anything wrong per se. I just understood all the movements that, that he was going to do before he before he did them. So uh, it's a knowledge game, man. J- Jiu-jitsu, like, it's good to be fast, explosive, and athletic. But um, if you have that one up on the knowledge department, then you're able to kind of predict everything that's going to happen.
0: Are you guys both soaking wet right there? Yeah, yeah. We're dripping, dripping sweat.
1: I mean, two or two, three minutes into a match, pushing somebody around, you're going to be absolutely uh, soaked
0: up there. The heavyweights are just soaked. Yeah, Hey, for sure. And, and look at this right here. Am I seeing this right? There's like no wasted space when you when you bring that knee over. Like you're like i mean there's there's no you're just sli- look how small you get right there yeah
1: from here i uh i like to connect my knee to my elbow so there's no there's no ability from my opponent to like you know create space or get a knee or elbow in between us so yeah i like to i like that when i'm on top of somebody i just glue myself to them you know there's no there's no space at all he he wants space so he can bridge he can explode and get out I eliminate all that space,
0: and unfortunately, the slow mo doesn't um it doesn't show it. But there is a he, he does put up a, more of a fight, and um and I know you 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 put something um you'd made a video with the Bruce Lee audio over basically with this clip basically saying that you were flowing like water. Like, did you feel just incredible here as he's trying to get away? Were you just like, hey, I'll just. No panic. You'll just go wherever he wants it to go, but be ready for submission. And, w- yeah. and what were the other options for submissions? Or did you know the whole time it was going to be rear naked I, choke?
1: I was pretty confident it was going to be rear naked choke because he's a fighter. Fighters usually want to uh, get back to their feet. And um, it's hard to get back to your feet without exposing your back. So I was just really enticing him to try to force turtle and try to stand up. And as he went to turtle, I, I had that clip on my Instagram. He goes a turtle. I was able to slip in a long hook and short hook. Along with a, a chest lock, break him down to the mat and then secure my over choke. So I kinda it's kind of like a you go I go situation. Like I body lock past, I wait for him to explode a little bit, then I go to on belly. And then he reactively goes to the to elbow and then I start switching to the back. Then he turtles and tries to stand up. I put boots in. So it's like I understand if I'm if you're able to understand the next move of your opponent, then it's easier for you to set up what's gonna happen later on.
0: Guys, these are big dudes, and then and then, you know, you. I watch the UFC, and they're like, "Oh, he's he's got it in deep." No, he doesn't have it in deep. No, he does have it in 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 like. I mean, it's like clearly from anyone who's watching here, you don't even have it in, but he don't want none. Is this because he doesn't want you to like? What could happen? Why does he tap so quickly? Because he doesn't want you to put him out for eight months with a broken jaw.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what happens if if you're uh, if you have if I have the choke over the over the face like right below the nose. I've had him practice for a few times where guys don't tap in it and they'll, they'll break their draw. And it's definitely just, it's no need to be, you know, waiting out of competition for uh, a submission like that. So yeah, it's good. It's good that tapped. You know, we don't want not try to injure guys like that.
0: So, so right here. And then how tight are you right there?
1: Oh, I mean, it's, it's tight, you know, it's, uh it's definitely, um, I'm putting probably putting probably 40 or 50% um, pressure on there because I, I, I thought he was going to, Um, take longer to tap. Um, But yeah, again, I mean, if if you don't tap, the jaw just breaks and it's just, it's not not a good day for him.
0: That's interesting that you say 40 or 50% pressure because in the past I had asked you, hey, hey, when you go for those submissions, like what's the plan? Like, like just you wait for the guy, you look at the guy and you don't pull and you like, you give him a chance. You're like, no, everyone's just going in there to just break off limbs and shit. But here you were being a little, you didn't just go from zero to a hundred.
1: Well, when you go from zero to a hundred, you tend to, burn yourself out. Like if you hit your if you hit your max squeeze or your back your peak, you can only go down from there. So I like to build up. If I get a submission over the face, generally it doesn't put the guy to sleep as fast. So it takes, you know, I understand I may, I might have to squeeze for 30 seconds a minute or so. So once I get that on there, um I like to gradually, you know, increase the intensity of my squeeze, not go right away and try to and try to go max out. Because if it feels that max out, he's like, oh like I can I can kinda of hold on a little longer and it makes my job harder, so I like to just give him a, a little squeeze and then gradually increase it as we go.
0: Just a little squeeze, <laughs> and he can't even breathe there either. I mean, his exactly. mouth is closing, his nose is is going next. Yes, yes, exactly. Um, uh, so why why release on DVD? Why not a download? Like who, who does DVD anymore?
1: Well, I mean, it is, it is a download. We just, we just call it Uh, DVDs. You can get a physical DVD, but most of it, pretty much all of it is, is downloaded on uh, BJJ
0: Fanatics. Okay. And that's who you do it through. They're kind of like the agent for all the people who do all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They have a, you know, a pretty, pretty wide fan base and they have a, the proper like marketing scheme. So it makes it, makes it easier, easier for for the athletes
0: like me to sell a bunch of DVDs. An entrepreneur like you, that must like you must hate that.
1: Um, I mean, I can I can do it however I want. Like, if I wanted to sell DVDs solo and keep you know 100 percent of the profit, then I could. But I think uh, giving a company like you know Fanatics a little a little cut just makes my life easier because they help market. Um, yeah. And ultimately, it's about numbers, right? I have I see fighters or even like Instagram influencers that sell like. Workout, d- workout DVDs or downloads for you know 10 20 bucks is like I can charge 200 bucks for a DVD and you know sell 5,000 in 12 months, and and because of this platform, you know, I, I can keep on selling and making as much as I want. Yeah, that's
0: awesome. Is this your first DVD?
1: No, no, I, ha- I have uh, I think I have four out right now, but this would be my first like uh, mainly jujitsu DVD. Like previously, it was wrestling and lifting. Uh, now I'm focused on the body lock passing. So this would be my, uh, definitely uh, a step in the right direction as far as my coaching and my teaching goes.
0: Um, before I go into a few more questions, uh, you guys, if you want to see him go again live, which you do, it is, it is cool. They're short. They're very aggressive matches. Um, he's going against a guy named elder Cruz on January 21st. Is, is that on the same? Will that be on UFC fight pass too? No, this will be on
1: Flow Grappling, and I'm pretty sure it's live out of uh, Dallas, Texas.
0: Oh, where was this one that you did?
1: Is in that Philly. Vegas? No, oh, in Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Yep. And
0: did you fly out there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I flew out there. I had a uh, flew out there like day before. Had a seminar the day after competition.
0: Now I'm back in Austin. Yeah, your Instagram showed that. But, um, the the guys were teasing you, basically like, "Oh shit!" Right? Typical Nikki Rod day after the fight. He's back in, and we're training again. Oh yeah. Nuts. And and there's no chance. What, what if you would have gotten um, – uh, what if you would have lost or you would have got injured? You still would have done the class? You'd just like fuck it? Like you wouldn't need time to lick your wounds or lick your ego or any of that? Yeah. I mean if,
1: if you lose, you definitely don't need to miss practice. That's a, that's the time you should be in there.
0: Uh, what questions do I have? Tim Kennedy, is he training at your gym?
1: Um, he hasn't enrolled like a uh, train with us jiu-jitsu, but I've been working out with Tim um, here and there doing some CrossFit stuff, and it's surprising how um, how high level of an athlete he is, like, as far as uh, endurance and, and just his capabilities, like, how hard he's, he's able to push, you know, when training. It gives me, gives me a hope that – or, like, an understanding that I can compete at this high level for a long time because a guy like Kennedy, you know, he's not in his prime anymore. And a guy works really hard and he's able to kind of sustain that – that athleticism and that uh that work ethic for you know over the years so um i think i'm able to i think i'm going to be able to grapple at this high level for for many years to come and uh yeah i mean guys like you know kennedy just kind of reinsure me that i'm I'm on the right
0: track for that gabriella did i work with you over at crossfit i i I, there was a young lady there who who did jiu-jitsu i wonder if you were her brazilian lady anyway uh how does Nikki keep his joints healthy and my knee kills after putting someone in a body lock? Um, I take fish oil.
1: I don't know if that helps or not. Um, but I have been taking fish oil for years because I feel like it's a preventative uh you know, preventative measure, preventative maintenance for, for your body. But uh I don't know, when I body lock pass, um I don't really have knee issues. I mean, I'm pretty flexible and I'm pretty I know exactly where to put my body. So maybe maybe you're just uh, doing it, you know, not not the correct way, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I never have any issues or joint issues at all.
0: So, fish oil, maybe you're doing it wrong. Don't be a pussy. No, he didn't say that. I, uh, <sighs> um, they described you as not flashy or explosive in the write-up at Flow Grappling. Not, um,
1: uh, wow, wow,
0: I think you're flashy and explosive. Is that just because I don't know shit?
1: I don't know what flashy – what do you mean like uh, – like, I don't know. I guess back in the day, like before I knew jiu really, I would do like car rules and stuff. So maybe they mean that by being flash and explosive. Um, but now, yeah, now I'm just focused on the technical aspect of, uh, of jujitsu. I like to beat, I like to beat people with my knowledge, as opposed to just like, you know, manhandling them right away. So maybe that's what they're referring to.
0: How do you, um, I'm going to see if I can find it here. There's some, there's a handful of videos if you go to um, Nikki's Instagram, where he is uh, the, the mats are just like they're like slip and slides. Oh, here maybe here's one. What? So how hot is it where you guys are training?
1: Oh, it's pretty hot. I mean, Austin gets warm inside that gym when you got thirty guys on the mat. It's uh it's pretty hot and sticky in there. But yeah, I mean, some of the mats that we compete on. Um, are pretty slick as well. So, like, you know, especially because they have graphics and sponsors uh, on the mats, it makes it just harder to to grip. So, I mean, it's a it's, it makes it an easy transition because our, our grappling mats in the gym are kind of slick and slimy as it is.
0: Yeah, and then and so, how often do you clean those? Is that like multiple times throughout the day, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. After after every class, we clean them.
0: Yeah, that's nuts. And is that a big is that a big gym?
1: Uh, I mean, we have like maybe 3,500 square foot of mat space.
0: And if I go to your website, let oh. me see if I can find this. Okay. So this is, so those of you who want to see more, you can go to the bteamjj.com. Um, there's no, I don't where where's the beginner class, Nikki?
1: Uh Yeah, we, we don't have any <laughs> beginner class or like, uh, or white ball classes. Um, pretty much you have to be pretty decent grappler to get, um accepted and and train with us on the regular we don't have um like most of our students are that train with us they train like twice a day every day so it's very dedicated group and we put a lot of time and effort towards getting our guys uh to the next level to that high level um that doesn't mean you have to be a competitor but we want you there you know we want you there most of the week, we we want people – we want to be surrounded by people that we're friends with and then a group of people that works hard and enjoys the sport as much as we do. So it makes, makes uh, the training that we do every day just, just more fun for us. I,
0: I don't mean this in a disparaging way at all, but it's basically like, um, hey, do you want to pay to be part of my training camp? Do you want to pay me to be part of my training camp? It's like I've, um, it's like I had a friend who d- did a little bit of training with Manny Pacquiao and he says, yeah, dude, like if you can't run, you're not training with Manny Pacquiao. Like you got to run, be able to run 20 miles and, and talk to him at the same time.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We're definitely uh, trying to get the best training partners for, for us as possible. It's a bit, a bit selfish in that regard. Um, but, you know, I think it makes, makes for a, a tough gym. Like, you know, there's not too many easy roles in there and uh yeah just try to keep the room as at a super high level
0: um you know there's a ton of people who i i don't think there's anything wrong with it there's a ton of people who want to go through buds you know navy seal training but they don't want to be navy seals yeah and so there's a ton of people i think who who fancy themselves as really good and so they want to roll with nikki rod and the team but They that's it for them. And if and you give them an opportunity to do that, to pay money, let them, you know, strut their shit, feel good throughout the the rest of the day to know that they got to roll with you. But but they're not gonna go in the ring with Steve Maui Maori.
1: Yeah, we have uh we accept all kinds of drop ins. Like if you're just gonna visit for a day or so, you can be a white belt or a no belt and come check us out, roll with us. Um, but as far as joining and, and becoming a member, it's a bit of a process. We, you know, interview you a little bit, we see what you're about, you see your capabilities and see how serious you are about um, getting better. And then we take it from there.
0: Have you had to ask anyone to step out of the gym yet?
1: Before we even opened, we had to, yeah, have people not uninvited, you know? So for sure, for sure. And
0: and what's that look like? What do they do that makes them like seem like they just, they don't have the commitment. Like they're showing up once a week, once every other week, uh, or they're just not the right culture, the right vibe.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a few different things. It's like, uh, yeah, the commitment and then, and then just the, if your personality isn't, isn't, um, beneficial if it doesn't blend with us well, you don't have the right chemistry for us. It's just, it's just not gonna work out. We're we're very uh, we keep the, the vibe in the room extremely positive and and fun. Like it's, I mean, I'd like to see, I like to see it like we're a bunch of kids, you know, grappling and, and learning, and just like children, you know, when you're having fun, that's when they learn the most. So we ha- we make sure we have a bunch of fun personalities personalities in there. Um, along along with a bunch of hard workers, so it's it's very enjoyable for us to do it every day.
0: You have this line here in your bio on the site. Rumor rumor has it he beat Craig Jones the last time they trained. So is, <laughs> is that is that a um, indication of the lack of ego between you two?
1: Uh yeah yeah I mean for sure definitely lack of ego but also um, I beat him in the last roll so just wanted him to know that.
0: <laughs> with- okay but but if what if he wrote that in his are you cool with him writing that in his
1: yeah i mean he can say whatever he wants i'll see him tomorrow right gotcha and are you guys close uh yeah we're cool i mean my my whole team we're we're pretty tight you know we uh we enjoy each other's company and 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 hard training for sure
0: and does he say something to you when he sees that um no
1: no no no, i never said nothing though. Actually, I've said that to him, to his face. I had to take some time off. I was I was a little banged up from uh, training, mm-hmm. and uh, and I told him I was like, you know, the last time we practiced, we trained the other. I won. He's like, I don't know about that, buddy. It's like, for sure I won. But uh, yeah, we have I, we have a bunch of uh, we have a little bit of banter that goes on. You know, during practice, since it's, it's good, it's healthy, keeps you on your toes. Man,
0: uh, what do I have here? Why, uh, it says you're ranked number five somewhere. I read that, um, ranked with who and who, and what determines that?
1: Yeah. I don't really know what, uh, determines that. It's
0: just kind of a, a guessing game. These guys put together. Okay. So it d- doesn't mean shit to you.
1: No, no, it's, it's pretty, uh, irrelevant because I've been, I've been guys that are ahead of me. I mean, I think like a uh, cyborgs probably ranked above me. I beat them twice. I mean, um, yeah, there's, uh, there's, the only way to do it is go out there and and, and beat everybody. You know, at, at the big tournaments, really at, at ADCC, you win that, then you're the best in the world. Besides that, it's just uh, these are just words getting thrown around.
0: Were you healthy when you went with when you rolled with Steve this past week? Um, because I did re- I did hear you say that you were going to take some time off. I was surprised to see that you had two matches so quickly—one in December and one in January.
1: Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good to go. I was healthy. I am healthy, and
0: uh, just enjoying the. Jitsu life man yeah that's awesome uh crypto are you doing crypto
1: Uh, i got a little bit got a little bit of a bitcoin ethereum um i don't know i mean it seems weird but it might be might be the next the next thing you know i don't know is everybody gonna adapt to the crypto i'm not i'm not sure but
0: i don't even know how you have time to even look at that stuff
1: I mean, I just look at it a couple a couple times a day. I don't know, just just peek at it a bit. I mean, I think it's just like I kind of think the Ethereum and Bitcoin is, is like having money in the bank, right? Like having you put money in the bank and just kind of sits there and you gain. I don't know, a penny of interest every like year or so. In the crypto world, I mean, you you invest a hundred bucks, you might have a thousand bucks in a in a few months. You know, so um, you got to pick the right kind of cryptocurrency and. And uh I don't know, I feel like I feel like everything's kind of a gamble, you know, you put the you put money in the crypto, it could crap out immediately, but also you put money in the bank account and you know, you could go through the great depression again. So who
0: knows? Right. And and shit is getting weird. How yeah. is Austin? Are you enjoying it? Oh uh,
1: yeah, I love Austin. Great food, great people, awesome training. It's uh it's definitely definitely home for me for sure.
0: And your girlfriend's happy there?
1: Yeah, we love it out
0: here. Awesome. Dude thanks for coming on uh i really really look forward to your dvd coming out i also look forward to you going up against where's the picture let me see if i can find it uh this guy elder Cruz. do you have any do you have any concerns about this guy
1: uh no concerns but i'm I'm aware that he's uh you know he's gonna be fast athletic he's seems like a decent wrestler you know there's no uh no easy matches that are gonna come my way so i'm gonna be uh you know, formidable opponents. And I'm just excited to go out there and, you know, display my capabilities.
0: I mean, because these guys want to make it. it, it, Getting in there with you does make a name for people now.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's uh, like this guy's a brown belt and I'm used to, I'm used to competing against the best guys in the world. And, um, you know, the best guys in the world just aren't accepting any matches with me. So I have to, you know, go with guys like this and that's no problem. You know, a match is
0: a match to me. Wait, what do you mean the best guys in the world aren't accepting any matches from you?
1: Well, like flow flow grappling ask me like what kind of guys do I want? I them
0: you know, a name of you know, five or ten people
1: that are, you know, really good, tough grapplers, big guys my size. This guy's a a bit smaller and a bit lower level than I'm used to. Um but uh yeah, I'm just gonna go out there. I treat treat every match the same. And yeah, I think I think because I'm um I put a lot of content out and I, I show people like what I'm capable of online, it kind of like it's it's harder for me to find uh, a high level match. People don't really want to hop on the mat with me at that high level. It makes them makes them look bad, and I don't know. Maybe it's a bit intimidating for them, but I'm just kind of having fun out there.
0: Bas- basically, you mean a guy new comes on the scene. You're, how many years do you have in jiu-jitsu? Three years now. Yeah, three years. Three years, and they have uh, fifteen years, and they're undefeated for five years or ten years, and they don't want to. Have it yeah. all taken. away? Okay. It's like that game Highlander or that movie Highlander. Have you seen that movie? Old movie? You would love it. No, I haven't watched it. There's these seven guys on the planet. I, I, I want to say Sean Connery's in it or maybe Mel Gibson. Can't remember. But every time they, they just spend their lives looking to find the other dude to kill. And every time you kill a dude, you get his powers until there's just two dudes left. Sounds like sounds like
1: my uh, my style of grappling.
0: It, 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 but for you. It's DVD sales. So every time you beat a guy, you take twenty percent of his DVD yes. sales. <laughs> Very nice. Oh, Nikki, you're the best. Uh, thanks for doing this, dude. Uh, since I had you on, uh, the podcast has exploded, and I I owe a little piece of that to every single guest I've had who's come on here and been cool as fuck like you.
1: Well, I appreciate you guys having me, man. This is uh, you know anytime.
0: If okay. I, if I have the
1: time, we'll hit me up, man. We'll make we'll
0: it happen. Okay. I will be bugging you around uh Rodriguez and Cruz um before uh in and I think we have a good relationship. You hit me up when you can. If you can't, no hard feelings. Um but I'll but I'll just keep bugging you, man. All
1: right. Sounds good, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.